0: Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Good to have uh, Chuck Morgan on, uh, going into the Texas Rangers Hall of Fame, and uh, and then also Adrian Beltre. That'll happen tomorrow night. Uh, longtime friend of mine, John Machota, now joining us uh, on ESPN Central Texas. And John, I want to be uh, I want to be one of the first to welcome you home from a uh, a long period of time there in Oxnard, California. How do you did you is there any part of you that at least for maybe like 10 seconds was just glad to feel a little heat just to kind of uh, take in, you know, 95 to 98, or uh, or are you already missing the, the cool climbs of, uh, of Southern California?
1: No, I'm missing it. it it's funny you said, it though, because uh, when my flight landed, it was pretty late at night, I don't know, like 11, 1130. And after I get my bag and those – those nice doors just open up at DFW. And even though it's like almost midnight, you're like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this. Uh, I don't, I mean, I I love being out. I don't, you know, my, most of my family lives up in Michigan. So it's like, you know, for guys like, you know, Todd Archer and some, you know, David Moore, they're, they're they want to get home to the family and stuff like that. Like I'm not really, they can stay in California for another month and I'll be fine. So uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfor- unfortunately, you know what? All good things come to an end. So next year.
0: You know, a place I've been meaning to go for years is Mackinac Island, uh, in, um, uh, in Michigan. Is that a, uh, did the Michauda family ever make the trip over to Mackinac Island? Is, is that something that we should make a, a part of our summers in the future?
1: Oh, absolutely. And especially, and it fits in nice with, with the, uh, with Texas's weather because, you know, this is the time of the year when you want to go to Mackinac Island. You know, you don't want to really be going up there and, uh, November, December, this is, this is when you need to go. And, and I know people that, you know, from down here or people I know from Florida, they'll go up there for that. You know, especially if you're big into golf all that Northern Michigan, this is the time to go. But, uh, you know, that's three months out of the year where I think it's like really good to be up there. So uh, I'll take the trade off though, for being down here, not having to deal with the snow except for that winter storm this year. And, uh, you know, that's the one nice thing about also about that training camp is it breaks up the summer for me. I really, I've only had really one full true Texas summer uh, since I've lived down here. And uh, yeah, I don't know how people ever made it down here before air conditioning.
0: I somehow ended up, I was out in Franklin, uh, Michigan, outside of Detroit in that Detroit Super Bowl. And I was in, uh, <laughs> it was snowing. You remember, you were probably in town for that Super oh, yeah. Bowl. And um, somehow I looked up, and <laughs> wherever I was hanging out, they said, well, that, our next door neighbor over here, that's Dave Bing. And so, and Dave Bing, maybe he became a mayor, or he was some kind of elected official around there. Obviously, a former, former, uh, very famous NBA player. But it was snow-covered. I barely made it out there. Barely made it in for the game the next day. But there I was, John, out in Dave Bing's front yard, just kind of hanging out. I mean, that,
1: so. <laughs> that's what. And they're not going to get another Super. Bowl. I mean, that was their NFL giving one Super Bowl to everyone. They got a new stadium. That's their one Super Bowl. I don't. I don't think they're going to be going back to Detroit in February anytime soon.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and not Dallas either. We screwed it up. We screwed it up with the weather ourselves. And then, uh, and then, by the way, Birmingham. I think is that little area where the uh, Rolling Stones were staying. You know, they were just just outside of town, outside of Detroit. I think it was called Birmingham. Uh, It is the Matt Mosley Show, our travel log, as we talk to John Mishota, Cowboys expert. He's been out there for like 24 days with the Cowboys in Oxnard. He's seen a lot of these practices. Camp will now continue. John, don't let them tell you it's not camp. I think somebody tried that trick the other day, some NFL team. Did you see that? Was that the Texans or somebody? They tried to tell the media, this is no longer camp. So you can only watch like 20 minutes of it. And I, I did that, say it was, it was <laughs> the Texans. You're right, yeah. <laughs> Don't let the Cowboys pull this over on you. Uh, you could still watch watch all these practices. But after having seen all these practices, we'll get to Dak in a minute, But because obviously that's a you know, it's a big story right now. We'll continue to monitor. But uh, what are the two or three things? I enjoyed reading in The Athletic all the your, your favorite quotes from all those three or four weeks out there, 50 best quotes that came out of it we we've, we've now watched one episode of hard knocks we've seen some interesting things with that including jerry salting up his McGriddle. um what are the two or three things john that that uh really stuck out to you uh about about this particular camp and uh that, and maybe some things that uh, might excite the cowboys fans
1: well offensively number one no question is cd lamb i mean he he reminds me of kind of what we used to see out there from Des Bryant, and where it was like every day you just felt like, you know, you just can count on Des making a big time play on somebody, and that's exactly how CD Lamb was, and 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 you know with Dak's injury, a lot of that was being thrown to by Garrett Gilbert and, and Ben DiNucci, and and he was making just crazy plays, and I and I, if it wasn't at least one one or two every practice, it seemed like it, it might even been more than that, but he unquestionably was was the biggest story for the offense outside of Dak Uh, in the shoulder strain the other two things I'd say would be both on defense and one would be Micah Parsons and the other one would just be Dan Quinn Micah Parsons because it just seems like he is the type of guy and and we saw it in that Hall of Fame game you know did he do anything to really force that fumble no but he's just kind of in the right spot at the right time we saw a lot of that out at camp because there would be some drills that they would they would be doing where The defense wasn't, you know, tackling to the ground. They're just basically trying to get into position and make plays and stuff like that. And he was still finding a way to pick off passes and things like that, going at, you know, 90%, 95%, not even full strength. So I went into camp thinking, eh, maybe Micah Parsons will flash here or there, but this is going to be a lot for him. He didn't even play college football last year. He took the whole season off. You know, this is a big jump for him, but it really didn't look like anything was too much for him. If anything, it's kind of like what was in hard knocks where it's like, you might have to guard against him doing too much out on the field and then possibly giving up a big play that way. But I I just – when I watched Micah Parsons at that camp, the thing that I kept thinking about is I was like, this Cowboys team might have like literally lucked in to like a second great first-round pick because there was no plan of taking CeeDee Lamb a year ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, even, you know, as the draft was unfolding, they didn't plan on it. Stephen Jones even said they never even had a mock draft scenario where CeeDee Lamb fell to them. But there he is, and now they get this receiver that should end up being one of the best in the league for a while. And then going into this year's draft, it was corner, corner, corner. They wanted J.C. Horn. They wanted Patrick Stanton They're sitting there at 10. Both those guys are gone, and it's like, well, Micah Parsons is the next guy on the board. But I think we can still get him if we trade back a couple spots. So they, if they really were like in love with Micah Parsons at 10, they just would have taken him there. But they still were willing to gamble a little bit. They end up getting him at 12. And this guy legitimately looks like he'll be in the defensive rookie of the year category, and could be the face of this defense for a long time going forward. And like, in five minutes, ten minutes into the draft, there weren't any really serious plans of drafting him, and they ended up with him. So it'll just be interesting if the future of the Cowboys is Dak Prescott, Ceedee Lamb, and Micah Parsons, because all of those picks kind of just fell to them. Where it was like, yeah, I guess we'll take this guy as the next guy, <laughs> the next best guy on the board. Um, but then Dan Quinn too. It just things look so much more organized with Dan Quinn than we saw last year with Mike Nolan.
0: Can we? Uh, do you like that Quinn kind of turns that cap around backwards? Kind of uh, Romo esque. It seems like a, he's a little too old to do the cap backwards, but just kind of watching him up there. In the did you, you, you know, that hard knocks? And I know you documented everything about that hard knocks. But did you kind of like how he was talking to Micah Parsons up there? And and uh, are you? I mean, this language. You know, my sensitive uh, Baptist ears. The language on with the staff and this team this is I mean you're from Detroit, you're from the mean streets. This language does not bother you, but it's uh, it's getting to me a little bit but this but Dan Quinn does that's interesting to me that they say I never you know I, I interviewed Dan Quinn in the past. I never thought like, oh Dan Quinn, swagger this guy brings swag or whatever but that's what everybody says about him. I mean isn't that interesting and it, it, like in some weird way doesn't he almost seem... I'm not saying he seems more like a head coach of McCarthy. I'm just saying he's. But he, I, there is something to him, and I don't guess I totally had a full understanding of that before he arrived.
1: No, you're you're right about that. You know, that's one of those things when he gets done with his time at the podium, uh, which obviously isn't as many times as McCarthy goes. That what you just said right there, like I'll just tell you that's been that's been exchange between myself and several other media members. Of wow, this guy really, you can just see like this guy clearly is a form like just the way he talks, like it's very clear that he was a former head coach and that that's the way he goes about his business. And in terms of the swagger and stuff like that, it, it's interesting to me because he does the backwards at, he always wears a, a different pair of air Jordans. Like he, he seems like he's trying to be very relatable to the players, but from what I see out on the field, much better at training camp. Cause we're closer than we are during OTAs and minicamp. But, from what I saw in the field there, and then even some of the stuff they get you in the hard knock stuff, like, he really isn't buddy-buddy with the guys. Like, he, like, comes off his, like, that phone conversation with Micah Parsons. Like, when Micah's trying to get in to play more snaps in that meaningless game against the Steelers, he's sitting there, and it sounds like a kid talking to their father. They're trying like, Dad, can I just stay up for like twenty more minutes because I want to watch the rest of this show? And he's trying to be like, No, son, I told you, you were you were going to bed at ten. This is just how it's going to be. Like he he's not he, like. There's even one point in there where he's talking to Micah in practice, and Micah kind of goes to give him like a fist pound because he thinks that that's what he's doing. And Dan Quinn is not doing that at all. Like it just you can just tell that like he's like, Okay, I'm I'm cool like I'm relatable. You guys will get what I'm, but I'm, I'm in charge here. Like I'm calling this defense and we're going to do what I say. And, and I kind of like that. It just, it, it's been interesting to see it kind of evolve because we didn't get to see a lot of that last year from Mike Nolan, just because of the lack of access. And so the only thing I really have to compare it to on an NFL level, is just what we saw from, from Rod Marinelli. And and, and he seems to be more like Marinelli uh, was, and, and obviously they had some success on defense doing it that way, but, my, my my other big takeaway about Quinn though is I just I know we've said this for years and but I think we're finally going to see a more multiple defense. I I just I think he's I think he's got a lot of different guys like not just your starting eleven. I think he's got a lot of different combinations of these J. Ron curses and Keanu Neals that are going to work their way in there and uh, Brent Urban on the defensive line. That it's not going to be as much of the hey these guys are these are our starters are going to play the majority. I think he's going to mix and match pack, packages to try and make up for maybe their lack of of talent on defense with a little bit more disguising, and and really, anybody that's watched the Cowboys for over the last decade, that has to be a welcome sign because, frankly, you know under Marinelli, the pass rush was all coming from the front four. So if you get this guy that's going to start blitzing Micah Parsons more, blitzing Jalen Smith more, like trying to create these turnovers and things like that, I mean, no one should expect them to be some top ten defense, but maybe it gets back to the middle of the pack and, and all of a sudden they're a respectable defense.
0: That, that, I mean that you're right though. I mean, if they get back to middle of the pack, this guy looks like a genius. I mean, I I it sounds like I'm trying to be funny, but I like following Mike Nolan's like the greatest job ever. You know? Like it was not fun to like follow Randy Galloway in radio because he was a legend. I, I would say showing up after Mike Nolan with the Cowboys might be one of the best gigs in the NFL.
1: And I would agree with that, but I'll ask you this. Okay, so why I agree with what you said there, do you think it it would be difficult to follow Jason Garrett after he had, you know, a decade and they couldn't get further? And I don't know, like, if you pulled the fan base right now, like, does the fan base think that Mike McCarthy gives them a better chance to go further than Jason Garrett? When he was hired, I'm sure that they were saying that. But as we sit here right now, like, I thought that was going to be a slam dunk to follow in that situation as a Super Bowl-winning coach. And, and I just I have just as many questions today as I did, you know, at the opening press conference.
0: Yeah, you should have said that when he said something about his Charlie F around it didn't, doesn't work there <laughs> anymore, and, and you should have said, like, I thought that was you. <laughs> I thought that was you, Coach McCarthy. Golly, high school Harry. I mean, think about that. That's like stuff like our parents or grandparents were saying – like, like forty or fifty years ago. Oh, that's just some high school Harry. That's what we used to say about people that never like left their hometowns.
1: Well, well, okay. Uh, you're gonna roll on Austin Powers. Roll out an Austin Powers clip. I think that was like ninety-seven, ninety-eight, and there's something. I don't think Micah Parsons. I think Micah Parsons was born in ninety-nine. Like I don't know how much the Austin Powers hit home with these young players either. But
0: God, just to see McCarthy out there, mojo moments. Golly, you're <laughs> yeah, right this... joking around joking around having a great
1: time with it to the point where deck's like yeah coach yep mojo moment yeah yep uh-huh. <laughs> nobody <laughs> wants to be out there more than me oh yeah yeah no 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 i'm just busting your balls just, just messing around we're having fun here we're having fun
0: <laughs> it's a strange you're right i i don't i still don't think if they win if they start winning everybody will feel b- better about him and uh and what they need to keep doing on his behalf is showing him raising that Lombardi all those years ago. Although we're getting farther and farther away from that. John, always fun. I'm glad you're back in town. Hope to see you soon. It's going to be a, a very, very interesting year. Uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, Matt. Anytime. You bet. There he goes, John Michoda, uh, My colleague at Dallas Morning News and Fox Sports Southwest, and now he works for... The Athletic.